0: And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called The Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global.com forward slash advantage. I think that this is an episode for everyone to action because we don't all need a thousand new leads tomorrow, but we do have leads that are already in our business that are being neglected.
1: We're now in June, open up your calendar. Go through and find everybody you've had a meeting with this year and reach back out to them because those people have already progressed far enough in that trust relationship to want to have a conversation with you.
0: My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for coaches, course creators, and experts who want to grow their influence, income, and impact to take their coaching business to a million dollars and beyond. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life inside and out. Create the influence, income, and impact you need to build your business so you can create your ideal lifestyle. It's time to make a difference and scale up. This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, and joined by my lovely friend, as always on Thursdays, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim?
1: Um, I'm slightly jealous that you're up there on the uh, fabulous Sunshine Coast in Queensland where it's uh, a balmy mid-twenties, and I'm down here in Canberra (laughs) where it is uh, four degrees Celsius, which is about 39 Fahrenheit outside. Yeah.
0: Nah, I, I was complaining enough that I actually have had to put the heater on for the last two nights. <laughs> oh my god, it's out, completely outrageous. for a whole hour. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's a re- there's a reason I live here. I don't like winter, but that's not today's topic of conversation, right? No, that's right. Today we're no, talking it's good. about it's good, and
1: it's good to be back. You know, a uh, couple of weeks out with illness, unexpected, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, on the mend and 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 back into and back into things, which is which is exciting.
0: It is. It's good to see you smiling again.
1: Okay, I kind of missed it. I think we get, like, this is my baby, right? <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> kind
1: of, I kind of miss this business stuff.
0: I know. I know. Well, today we are going to talk business. We're going to talk about, well, this is today's topic. Stop chasing new leads and try this instead. Dun, dun, dun. Come on. Oh,
1: chasing new leads.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, chasing new leads, that sounds like something that we all need to do as business owners. But we're going to turn this on its head.
1: Oh, look, I wonder how I wonder how much of this is actually sort of comes back to, uh, you know, inherent human behaviour. Now I'm not an expert in this, and maybe there's a listener out there who can you know fill us in a bit more. But we're constantly chasing this this new, right? The grass is always greener on the other side, sort of thing, right? We we chase mm-hmm. the new, and we chase the the extra, and when we see people just connect, 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 and pitch, 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 pitch right? you know, mm-hmm. chasing these new leads. Uh, and for most people, <laughs> we were talking off air that, you know, if I had a thousand clients, I think things would break for me. So
0: you think? Terribly, I know things would break terribly. if I had a thousand clients. absolutely break.
1: Well, look, if I had a thousand clients, it would be someone else's problem in my business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would be but a can, lot of people's problem. But I could,
1: you know, I can run a, run a very comfortable business at well less than 100 clients, and for most Mm -hmm. of our listeners, you know, 10 to 20 clients, consistent, good, you know, A-class clients, is probably all you ever really want. Now, Mm -hmm. that's going to give you a very comfortable business and a very comfortable sort of lifestyle off the back, back of that. But I don't know that we necessarily have the patience to create that depth of relationship. And as a result of that, we just chase more new stuff in the hope that we find someone ready to buy from us now. hmm hmm What are your thoughts Absolutely.
0: hundred percent, um, and you said it well. Um, you said it's like we're trying to have a, th- or a thousand first dates and we're actually trying to go for no second dates. And if we're thinking about that in the context of, you know, wanting to be married, then that's not going to work. We're going to have to take some of those first dates to a second date to hopefully, you know, build that connection down the line. And that's essentially what we're talking about here.
1: Ironically, well, I did actually meet a guy once who got married on his first date. Uh, I think they were divorced slightly afterwards and then he married his second wife on their second date. Um, and also divorced, and was when I spoke to him, he was looking for wife number three. But we did. Oh, well, did. you know, like I
0: hope he, I hope he got to four dates and sorted that problem and out. And I met another guy
1: who also got married on his first, his third date as well. And I thought, you know, also divorced. Um, but again, it's it's pretty unusual to find people in your world unless they turn up on television shows. Uh, and so, I think there's this interesting dichotomy between how we treat our business relationships to our personal relationships. Like you mm-hmm, never do mm-hmm. that in your personal relationships. You wouldn't go on one date and suddenly go, hey, you know what, Sam, we should have 10 kids, mm-hmm, right, and then go, mm-hmm. that's a fantastic idea, Tim. Let's do it, right, you know, and, mm-hmm. and suddenly expect this kind of lifelong relationship and this depth of relationship that's going to get married and and, and so on. Um, and yet in business for some reason we forget these fundamentals of human connection
0: mm-hmm, and we completely
1: mm-hmm. change how we connect and interact with people. You know? mm-hmm. and, and we were talking about, um, you know, particularly LinkedIn, Facebook in many ways is, is a little bit like this as well, but not as much. Um, we almost try to out-expert each other by putting more expert content up thinking, if I'm a better expert, you'll buy from me. And, and again, forgetting the fact that I don't actually buy from the person who's the best expert. I buy from the person who's good enough, but I like the most.
0: I think this is really important. And it's this authenticity piece because I'm seeing it less and less. Um, and what I, I can actually give you an example of this. So I had someone reach out to me in my DMs a couple of weeks ago, you know, and you know the way that it starts, how are you going? And what are you working on, and it's exciting. Anyway. I don't like to ghost everyone because I think it's a bit rude. It's not the way I am. I don't even know where a conversation's going to go. Um, so I started the conversation, but then it moved very quickly into, hey, I want you, you know, why don't you join me on a call? And I went, look, at the moment, you know, I'm really busy, I'm not, I'm not that interested. He's like, Well, all we need is seven minutes of your time and we'll blow your mind. And I went, Yeah, still still no, still not, still don't need to go there this person kept coming back over and over to the point that i was like it's wasting my time so much it'd be quicker just to sit on the phone for seven minutes and <laughs> get this over and done with so i thought "Well, let's just do this i went so okay so because he kept coming back and saying look we just need seven minutes to blow your mind okay cool you've got my seven minutes blow my mind he gets on the call and the first thing he says is so what are the challenges that you're having and i went dude it's you straight, haven't blown my straight mind into the script Sorry, you haven't blown my mind. Like, and he couldn't understand why I was frustrated. Like, this is not what we were getting on the phone call for. And so why I'm telling this story is there was a lack of authenticity. There was no connection. There was no, um, no connection between what he was saying and what the phone call was actually about. There was no human connection. It just, there was just so much gap there that there was no authenticity, that there was nowhere for me to take the conversation because I felt so odd.
1: Yeah. Well, this is where we get this lack of depth of relationship. And, and don't get me wrong, right? If you reach enough people, right, someone will buy from you. And that's mm-hmm. largely what we spend our advertising dollars on. We, we throw a bunch of money at Google Ads. Someone will search, see my ad, and go. Yes, that's what I need because that solves my problem today. But in the coaching and consulting space, I think we're very, very different in that the thing that we do for people is not necessarily urgent. Mm-hmm. It's you know it could quite comfortably be a problem for tomorrow me or the day after tomorrow me. When we try to push on people, they naturally get very, very defensive and Going, I'm not ready to buy from you because I don't know, like, and trust you enough yet.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. But if we change that dynamic, and this is where I think having either less people, but also the systems to manage the depth of relationship and start with, you know, to steal the B&I, you know, motto, the giver's gain philosophy. If we mm-hmm. can give into the relationship and we can make deposits into a relationship with someone and, like, use whatever system you want, use your CRM, use a Google spreadsheet, whatever, to go, you know, Sam Riley, touch point one, two, three, four, up to 50, and make sure that you're always adding more into the relationship than you are trying to take out of it. We'll find when we get to that touch point 50 and depth and because I know that next I've got to go three days now and I've got to reach out to Sam again and I've got to make an introduction. At a certain point when you didn't ask for something in return, it it, it comes from a place of reciprocity. It's absolutely, I'd like you, Sam. You've been an amazing resource for me. Tell me more about what you can do for me, right? Mm-hmm. And we change the dynamic and we're not selling to people. They're actually buying from us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that completely changes the relationship that you have with the people in your network, right? That ultimately what I, feel, clients.
0: what I feel like this is is it's a more um peer-to-peer relationship rather than someone selling at someone. And you understand what I mean by selling at someone. It's that the person on the other side isn't ready to receive that message yet. Um But let's talk about that conversation.
1: We've all been on the the receiving end of that,
0: right? Yeah, totally. Let's talk about the the process to manage this because we're not only managing the conversation that we're having, but we also need to nurture these people. So we're saying you don't need to necessarily be chasing new leads all the time, but you do need to manage and nurture the conversations that you've already started because this is – this is the connection piece that's coming in.
1: Yeah. So Look, there, co- one, of, one of my favourite sayings to people, uh, and, I'm, you know, I'll frame this by saying, do you know, do you have children? I don't know, your children are uh, well fled the nest now and, and mm-hmm. mine is just about to. Uh, getting, closer. 16, <laughs> getting closer. Getting to. I think he's kicking ass out of home, not the other way around. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you ask your kids to do something, Chances are they don't do it the first time you ask, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you appropriately incentivize them, right? If you clean your room, <laughs> you will get ice cream for dinner kind of stuff, right? If you do the dishwasher or mow the lawn, right, you will get to go to the party on the weekend, etc. right? So if you're not a parent, take those as, you know, valuable lessons, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: right? We have, to, we have to appropriately bribe our kids to get them to do the, the, the thing we want them to do. Um, but typically if we just ask people to do something with no obvious incentive on the outcome to do that activity, they won't do it because mm-hmm. it's not their priority. Mm-hmm. All right. And and people in our world that we're trying to get to do something, it's not their priority. It might be ours. But it's mm-hmm. not theirs. They've got other things on their mind, right? We've got to pick the kids up from school. I've got to pay the car regill. I've got to, you know, mow the lawn because it's getting ridiculously long, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to get the kid to clean them, you know, clean their bedroom. <laughs> um it's not their priority. And we start putting ourselves in our in our you know, prospects' shoes, in our lead shoes about what their priority is. I think the real skill in marketing, lead management, relationship management is getting people to make what we want them to do their priority. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds quite manipulative, but that's what marketing is all about. Make the thing that I want you to do your priority. That's the mm-hmm. that's the real skill of marketing. So when we look at lead management, it's around how do we get people to bump the thing that I want you to do up in priority tool sits, the thing that you need to do today.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And that obviously comes with comes with time. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And this is where your expert content actually does come in, because this is about you educating your prospect or your lead, whatever you want to call them, as to why your thing is so important. And yeah. I think that this is a piece that a lot of people miss. They sort of propose, you know, they um. They show the solution, here's the solution, without actually having a conversation around why that solution is needed. And hence they get frustrated. Why doesn't that prospect see that this is the problem? It's because they don't know what they don't know. You haven't educated them as to what they need to know.
1: Yeah, well, you know, if I was, you know, let's let's put that in some real context there, Sam. If I was to say, hey, CRM stands for, you know, customer relationship management, da-da-da-da. And it's a system that helps you manage all the relationships. If I just leave it at that, yes, clearly I know a lot about CRM systems. I've been in the space for a long time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if I now say, hey, what you we we lack the context of that expert content to what that actually means for you if you get it right. Mm -hmm. So you and I, because we've spoken about this lots of times, if we were to start over getting the CRM right uh, in our business would want to be one of the sort of very early priorities for us. The reason we want to do that is because it helps us manage depth of relationship to know who I need to talk to and when I need to talk to them, not leave the ball in their court for them to decide talking to me is their priority. Because mm-hmm. it's not
0: mm-hmm. exactly
1: right, and that's why we have a CRM system, right? And when we make that, when we join those dots for our clients in our content, they then go, Oh, now I see what you're talking about and why you're yep. talking about this all the time,
0: and that is the problem that I'm having. So now I realize that's the problem I'm having. Now I know that I need to go and speak to Tim about. Possibly getting a CRM in my yep. business.
1: I think the second the second piece. I know we sort of touched on that authenticity piece. Sam um, is that as we try to out expert each other, <laughs> right? Ultimately, the person we buy from isn't the best in the world at what they do. Mm-hmm. Right. We just want them to be competent. But what mm-hmm. we do want is we want to like them. All mm. right. and that's where I think we need to really inject. Our own personality into that as much as possible uh, and not think, oh my God, I need to be this sort of cookie cutter, you know, suit wearing brown box, uh, you know, delivering expert content, expert content, expert content in the hope that someone's going to recognize my genius and suddenly buy from me. Because it doesn't work, Mm. right? It's around Mm -hmm. that depth of relationship. Demonstrate that you know what you're talking about, but then I like you and I know you and you're appearing on a regular basis and you're a valuable resource to me and you know what you're talking about, now I'm ready.
0: Mm, totally, totally. How do you manage your uh, conversations? Because we're talking about a little bit here about managing conversations and nurturing. How do you do this within a chat environment? So, you know, the DMs in Instagram or a messenger or, or on LinkedIn, because this is something that I get asked all the time.
1: Yeah. Look. Firstly, let's acknowledge that uh, the chat systems suck at managing relationships. Mm-hmm. That's my technical assessment.
0: <laughs> I, I've got the same technical assessment.
1: <laughs> and, and look, you know, there's there's this rule. There's a, an anthropologist named Robin Dunbar, and I know I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, who who studied um, you know populations of of, of mammals and found in humans and the animal kingdom and found that we really can't maintain more than five intimate relationships, 15 close relationships, 50 casual relationships and 150 um, acquaintances, right? You know, face mm-hmm. recognition sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you think about the conversations that you have with your immediate network of people, you'll probably notice some similarities, Right. You, you, you're not necessarily keeping track of where things are up to. Uh, and this is where systems become incredibly important and powerful to, to do that, right. So if you've got a chat management platform, right, there are a few of them out there that again prompt you to track where the conversation is up to. You could use a Trello system if you wanted to, to say, hey, this is my conversation with Sam and this is the stage that conversation is up to. And again, it will prompt you to go back to them. I mentioned using a Google Sheet. You could use a Google Sheet for it if you if you wanted to, again, put their name on, put the link to their profile um, and all the chat. You can actually take the URL for a specific chat and, mm-hmm. and put that into sort of a sheet somewhere that says, this is the person I'm talking to and this is the stage of conversation that we're up to. Mm-hmm. Right. And those stages of conversation are largely going to have you know, four stages, right? You know, it's the rapport building and relationship building stage. There's a pivot stage where we start to discover whether they um got, you know, whether they're a good fit for us. There's a discovery stage. As if we determine they're a good fit for what it is that we do, we start to discover, and then there's a call to action stage as well, right? Uh, and you can go backwards. It's it's totally okay to go backwards in stages as well. If they're not a good fit, build more rapport. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if we discover that we don't have a problem yet, go back to rapport. All right. Mm-hmm. So it goes back again again. If we've sold them something, <laughs> go back to rapport, build the relationship again to the next thing. All right. So we've got to sort of loosely group it into those, those stages. And this is again where your CRM becomes critically important because it is the technology and systems that allow us to scale outside of Dunbar's number.
0: Mm-hmm, it allows mm-hmm.
1: us to scale for more than five intimate relationships, 15 close relationships, 50 casual relationships.
0: Mm. So let's wrap this up so that, you know, we give our listeners, Tim, something to action here because I think that this is an episode to action, for everyone to action because we don't all need a thousand new leads tomorrow but we do have leads that are already in our business that are being neglected. So it's about going back and finding them. It's about building rapport with them. It's about building connection with them, nurturing them. So if we were going to give people something to take away an action, what would that be to do?
1: Look, to me, the, the first thing that I would do if I was looking at stuff and, and where the low-hanging fruit of sorts uh, exists, right? You know, we're, we're now in, in June. Open up your calendar, right, your Google or your Outlook calendar, and literally, if you don't want to do it, have your VA do it. Go through and find everybody you've had a meeting with this year mm-hmm. and reach back out to them and say, hey, it's been a while, just checking in. What's going on with you? Is there anything i can help you with right now? Mm-hmm. Because those people have already progressed far enough in that trust relationship to want to have a conversation with you. And they either went ahead, great, right, or they didn't go ahead because they weren't quite ready to take the next step with you.
0: Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mm-hmm.
1: mean that they're not now. So that mm-hmm. would be the first place I would look at. And I would go through that list. Again, if you don't have a, a CRM, how you get one, but if you don't have a CRM, throw all those names into a Google spreadsheet, right, because it's relatively free, should be free, and just start reaching out to those people again. The second thing I do would do within then look at your social media. And, again, if people have engaged with your content, start there, not the list of connections you've got. Look at mm-hmm, people who's mm-hmm. engaged with your content because then those people have showed more interest in what you're doing than the people you've connected with who are still lurkers. Mm. Jump onto those ones, right? Say, hey, it's been a while. I saw you like some of my content a little while ago. I've just put this new post up. I thought you might find it interesting. Mm -hmm. How are things with you? Yeah. Okay. That would be the second place. Distant third is throw up more content and connect with more people.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we do need to be, we need to be continually growing our audience. That's not something that we uh, need to forget about. But what we are talking about today is definitely to nurture the leads and to have some sort of lead management in place for you to continue to connect with the people that are already in your world. So if you've got value from today's episode, please share it or give it a like. Let us know what the takeaways were for you in this episode. Uh, and if you're on your phone, please scroll to the top, hit those three little dots and hit the follow so that you're notified every time an episode goes live. Tim, thanks for chatting with me today. It's been a pleasure to have you back. Good to be. And we will see you all next Tuesday for another episode of Influenced by Design. Ciao.